Hey y'all, welcome to the Healthy Church Musician Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Harmon. Tonight's topic is one that really, well, all of these topics are ones that I'm speaking to myself pretty much first and foremost before anybody else, but this one, this one's important. Uh, We're talking about boundaries in ministry. And the biggest question that comes to mind when we're talking about boundaries is, why have them? What's the point? Really, when I stop and think about it, boundaries help to keep a balance. Um, They help keep everything in focus. And they keep priorities where they need to be. Um, For all of us, we struggle with that, I think, in a lot of ways. And so what we're going to do today is uh, I'm going to unpack those three ideas, that balance, the focus, and priorities, and just share a little bit about that from my experiences and from some different thoughts that have gone through my head uh, lately. So the first first thought, uh, boundaries keep a balance uh, between ministry and life and family and anything else that uh, we want to add to that slash line. Um, I'm the child of a pastor. I grew up literally next door to a church until I graduated from college. Um, I got to see firsthand the joys, the struggles, and the challenges of uh, being a pastor. And one of the things that I noticed very quickly is that being a pastor you're on call all the time. Uh, it could very well be that it's the middle of the night and somebody's had a heart attack or somebody's been in an accident or whatever the case is, and you have to go to the hospital to be there to care for the family, to comfort them, to help them in whatever way they need. Or it's Thanksgiving or any holiday and you're having to rush out or meet with people or deal with whatever ministry issue comes up at the time. That was one of the biggest reasons why when I was growing up, I never, never wanted to be a pastor. I wanted to have that boundary. I wanted to have that space, if you will, uh, around my life. And so being a musician, I figured that that was the best way to go. Um, you know, you still have that opportunity to, to participate in ministry, uh, to do those things, but also then to have some boundaries and have some balance. But of course, uh, the reality is we have our own sets of challenges. We have our own needs for boundaries. Um, the reality is, at least if I look in the mirror at myself and I'm guessing for many of you listening, it would be the case as well. We could be workaholics. Uh, especially with the advent of technology, uh, we can be connected, whether it's email, uh, doing things that we need to on the computer or social media or practicing or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but of course, is that the healthiest choice we can make? Absolutely not. Because there's no balance. There's no boundary. There's no time to de-stress as I talked about last week and to rest as I talked about in our first episode because those things all hinge on this thing. So one of the things that I learned along the way, um, my first church position uh, out of college was 
director of music, youth, and family ministry. I went to college to be a Lutheran high school teacher to uh, teach choir and religion, and I did that for one year, and then God redirected me. And so I ended up doing this job that I had no idea what I was doing and trying to juggle basically three different hats and figure out what that was in the midst of it. As I was looking through different ministry resources and youth ministry resources, one of the ideas that I came across, and I've, I've tried to stick to it over the past 16 years, and I've done good and not so great with it at times, is splitting your day in thirds. And two of those three um, obviously are ministry related. So you have your morning, your afternoon, your evening. Now this works really well in, in concept at least. Um, let's say, for me and my example, uh, my rehearsals are Wednesday night. So that means if I'm at church until, well, typically at least 9 o'clock on Wednesday night, there needs to be some time, either morning or afternoon, that I step away from church. That could be getting out and running errands. That could be physically changing my location, going to Starbucks and having some coffee or going for a walk, whatever it is, I have to put that boundary there that I'm getting away. And especially I've learned for myself, um, I'm an extrovert. I love being around people, but I've realized that when I'm around people a lot, I need to either prepare beforehand or relax afterward. Um, or sometimes, a lot of times actually, both. Um, so that idea of splitting into thirds helps so much. But the challenge is, especially being a parent, um, I have to pick up my children from school or they have something that they need to do. And so that third kind of gets taken up in that case. And that's okay. I'm physically changing my location. I'm physically stepping away and the reality is that doesn't always happen like we want it to. But the idea with boundaries is that's your goal. That's what you're striving for a majority of the time. There will be those times that you're not always going to be able to fit into that ideal. right? Because we're always in different seasons. Um, obviously, yes, we have different seasons in the church here. Uh, but I like to call them the busy seasons and the not as busy seasons. Every week, we have lots that we have to do. There's preparing for rehearsals. There's preparing for worship. There's all of those things. And so we're always busy. We're always doing something. Yes, when we get to Advent and Christmas, Lent and Easter, uh, those are very, very busy times. But when we set those balances and those boundaries for ourselves, this helps us to be sane in the busy season and focused in the not as busy season. Um, one of the things that I learned very early on, and it was because of my wonderful wife's help and having children, um, is that at Christmas time, one of the things that we intentionally do as a family is we take one night in the middle of that busy season where there's plenty of stuff to do, and we get in the car. We let our girls put on their pajamas, we make hot chocolate, we make goodies and cookies and all that. And we live in Texas, so you know the pajamas and the hot chocolate, kind of not really necessary. 
but we drive around and we look at Christmas lights. That is our family time in the middle of that crazy, hectic, busy season. That's what we as a family have chosen to put as a boundary for us. That's where we're making sure that we have that time to keep connected when life is crazy, when life is busy. And I'm realizing, especially as my girls are getting older, that this is very important. Um, I mean, my oldest is going into fourth grade and my youngest is going into first grade. So there's going to be even more of a need for that as a parent so that I'm making sure that I'm there for them and that I'm keeping up with their things as well. And of course, that leads right into the idea of keeping everything in focus. What is most important? That's the question we have to ask ourselves over and over again. What is most important? Well, let's start at the simple place. What's most important, ministry or family and self-care? Obviously, if you're not caring for your family like you need to, if you're not caring for yourself like you need to, your ministry is going to suffer. If you're not taking the time to rest, if you're not taking the time to de-stress, if you're not giving yourself those boundaries, you are an ineffective minister, plain and simple. You have to have that time for rest and to recharge. And yet, sometimes that's not always going to look the way you think it's going to. Um, The example for me has happened over the last couple of weeks. Um, It's summer, yes, but I decided to take on a couple of extra things, activities to lead over the summer. Um, On Tuesday nights, I've been doing, I call it family choir, um, giving an opportunity for a few more people um, starting at fifth grade to sing. And then uh, I did a three-week class on improving your your singing voice um just kind of walking through the basics of singing and how to how to work on your voice and how to how to better it that took some time and energy and preparing and leading Uh, i put together a bible class on worship that i'm teaching with another person over the summer on sunday mornings Uh, i'm doing handbells on wednesday nights i'm doing an orchestra on wednesday nights Um, So that's been very, very busy for me over the last couple of weeks. And last week, we had our sports camp. Now, usually, being staff, I'm not hands-on involved. Um, So I make an appearance during the opening and closing times, and I hang around, and I'm able to get some work done and do some other things. But last was exhausting, because Sunday afternoon, we started Monday, but Sunday afternoon, I get a text from our children's minister I need you to be a huddle coach for our basketball. Absolutely, I'm happy to do it, is my response. I basically just hung out with the kids, played basketball, and led them in the devotion. Awesome. It was great. I loved it. But there went my three hours of being able to get some stuff done in the middle of making appearances and wandering around. So that made my busy week even more busy. This week hasn't been much better um, just because of schedules and everything else going on. Um, We drove to my wife's aunt and uncle's Sunday after church. Uh, They're about 
two and a half hours away in Austin. I drove back Monday. I went to the Astros game Monday night and so on and so forth. This is all self-inflicted, of course, but um, in the midst of boundaries and balance and rest. I haven't rested like I've needed to the last couple weeks. But the reason why I'm doing that and the reason why I'm not as beating up myself as much as I should is because I know that next week I'm on vacation. Next week I get to rest. I get to relax. I get to spend time with my wife. I get to spend time with my children. And that's my focus. And so a lot of times that's what we have to do is we have to, as we focus, say, okay, you know what? These two weeks, these three weeks, these are going to be really busy. But in the end, after I get through that, I have this as my reward, as my follow-up, as my end of it all. These are the things we have to do. We have to look and focus for short periods of time. That's why I talk about seasons. It's it's that you know month season or even focusing on just a couple of weeks at a time. Those are the areas, those are the times that we just have to really be engaged, step back and breathe. Now, obviously, yes, we want optimally to be able to have that regular routine and balance. But as you know in ministry, just as much as I do, routine and balance is changing every minute of the day whether that's uh, you have to prepare for a funeral you have a meeting that it's hard it is so yes we want to keep the ideal we want to we want to strive for that we want to do our best to maintain some kind of balance but realizing that the balance may not always look like what we want it to do and that balance may be a little bit more of a bigger picture balance and being okay with that. That was something that, that took me a long time to understand. Finally, when we talk about keeping things in priority or keeping the priorities where they need to be, there's two different kinds of priorities. You have your personal priorities and your ministry priorities. Your personal priorities, so what are you, what's your individual priority? What's your individual focus or your family um, My wife is in the process of finishing up her master's degree in theology, and this has been a a two-and-a-half-year odyssey, almost. Uh, We're almost done. She's working on her thesis right now. Um, It's been a challenge because she's been doing everything online, with the exception of the past two summers. She's had to go out to California uh, to do in-person classes. Of course, living in Texas and having online classes means that the classes are local time in California, which meant a little bit more had to be on my plate and on my shoulders at home um, with getting girls to bed, doing more things around the house, which I'm happy to do. That's, you know, I'm I'm a partner with my wife. That's our, our team. We're making it happen. But it was a lot of work. It was our priority as a family because this is going to be a beneficial thing for my wife. It's challenged and pushed her. It's encouraged her. It's hopefully going to give her a a job that she's wanting to do and enjoy doing. But there's some sacrifice. But it's our priority. And every time we got to that fork in the road or, you know, that asking the question why, we had to remind ourselves and encourage each other that, this is our priority. So you have to sit down. Even if you're not married and don't have kids, 
sit down and write out what are your priorities. That could be for the month, that could be for the year, that could be just three years, whatever it is. Um, Sitting down and setting some goals for yourself and priorities. Where am I focusing at this point right now? What am I doing to get there? Obviously, yes, if you're a family, um, you and your spouse, if you have kids, it's all of you. What is your priority as a family? And then you work backward from that of figuring out what those boundaries are that you need to place in your ministry, in your relaxation activities, right? Because we can go overboard sometimes on that. I love baseball, but I know I can be a little overboard on that sometimes. But what you have to do is figure out what the plan is, make the plan, and then implement it. And it's the same thing with ministry, right? What are your goals and your priority in your ministry? Obviously, yes. The goal primarily, making excellent music for the glory of God, of course. But we know that music is only a part of a music ministry because there's two words. Ministry is just as important as the music. And we have to be building relationships with people. We have to be caring for those people involved in our groups and our congregations and those that we serve with. And in each congregation, there's different focuses. There's different priorities. And you have to figure out what are yours. Whether that's sitting down with your pastor, sitting down with your music ministry team, leadership in the congregation, whatever it is, figuring out what, how you approach it, how you implement that plan and make it happen. When I started at my current church four years ago, um, I had previously taught a bunch of private music lessons on my own um, and when, when I lived in San Antonio uh, to basically help make ends meet because I was not being paid much. Um, and I had, my plan was to take a year off from teaching any lessons because I was kind of burned out on it. And on... The day that I started that Sunday, um, it was a question of, will Craig be teaching lessons? I thought about it, and I prayed about it, and it wasn't just one person that asked the question. It was multiple people. And so we've been working on building a music academy, and it's been great. I have a couple other teachers that, that help teach, and that's been a joy because what it's doing is it's not only providing music education for those in our congregation, it's an outreach tool. And that's one of the things that the congregation I serve has as a major, major focus is to connect with the community, being integral, being important to the community, being a place where people can connect. And obviously, yes, music is such a great way to do that. And so that's really where my focus has been over the past year to year and a half, is not only strengthening and building what we currently have and what we do, but what can we do to connect with the community? That's our priority. And obviously, in each situation, you have to figure out what your boundaries and limitations are that you face. See, those boundaries can also be what's keeping you from doing things that sometimes you're not setting them. But then also, what boundaries do you need to set to be able to actually make those things happen? How do you balance your time? How do you make all of this happen? How do you do do this? 
And really, when it comes down to boundaries, there's a couple different things that I think are so important. First and foremost, it's being in prayer. It's being in God's word. It's being reminded of what is most important. And when we focus in prayer, we focus on God's word. That helps to keep everything grounded and centered. Also, having those people to keep you accountable, whether it's your pastor, your spouse, your good friends, whatever it is, whoever it is, having those people keeping you accountable is so important. And finally, it's being able to keep that balance and keeping yourself accountable. A lot of times we struggle with keeping ourselves disciplined. We learn how to do this with practicing, but sometimes, uh, at least again, if I look in the mirror, I know this, I struggle with keeping myself accountable outside of those things that I've built that self-discipline around, like practicing. Fudging a little bit on boundaries, fudging a little bit on time was far far easy to do before I got married. It got a little harder once I got married. It got a little more harder, a little harder, uh, when my first daughter was born. It got even more challenging when my second daughter was born. And now as they're growing up, it becomes even more of a challenge. And it's not just because of them. It's because I'm realizing as I get older how much this matters, how important this is. Because, again, if I'm not able to keep those boundaries for myself, I'm going to be under stress more. I'm going to be unable to rest fully. And I'm not going to be as effective for my family, for my congregation, for anyone else I'm around. And it's not worth it. So those things are so essential to placing boundaries. So staying in God's word, praying, having those people around you to help keep you accountable, but then also keeping yourself accountable. Those are the things that will help you. Now again, was it going to be 100% perfect? No, not at all. Is it going to be 98% perfect? Probably not. But the whole thing is keeping everything in perspective. Keeping those boundaries where they need to be so that you are as effective as you can be. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for giving us boundaries to keep us in line, to keep us focused to keep us engaged. Help us, Lord, to use the time, the talents, and the gifts that you've given us to best serve you, to best serve your people, and help us to keep healthy boundaries around ourselves and our ministries so that we are able to be at our best and to give you our best. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.